0: Jacqueline Kitzman. I'm alive. Um, I'm very, very eternally sorry about not having a podcast last week. I um, have been under the weather. We'll see if Gabe can take out some of the coughing. But if you hear a cough or two in this podcast episode, it is because I have bronchitis and exasperated asthma and was in the ER on. It was my yesterday, but for you, that means that it was my Thursday. And I'm okay, just got some medicine and all of that, but essentially being sick is what kept me from recording. So this week, we're doing an extra long episode. So I'm going to cover two cards and then do a collective reading. I think it's really interesting because the cards we're going to cover are sequential. It's the Eight of Cups and the Nine of Cups. And no, I didn't plan that. That is literally just how it happened. So I'm excited to talk about that. And then, of course, at the end, we will do our collective reading. But before anything, before we talk about any of the cards, um, today, this morning, the Supreme Court struck down Roe versus Wade. Now, I want to say a couple things about this. Um, one, we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. They gave us the opinion piece earlier. So we knew this was going to happen. Now, we need to grieve it. We need to grieve that it's official. I live in a trigger law state, meaning that Tennessee already had laws in place for when Roe v. Wade was struck down. So essentially in Tennessee, I live in one of those states where abortion is illegal. Other states, I believe that there are 13 states in which this goes into effect too. That could be wrong. Um, but check out your state. Roe versus Wade is does not just affect abortion. It affects health care, family planning and counseling, cancer screenings. It affects affordable health care. But also Roe versus Wade is I mean, you can already see it in what was written as it was struck down, like they fully plan on Using this, uh, you know, it it struck out the right to privacy. So essentially, like, this is the same kind of veil that same-sex marriage, same-sex relationships, and um, access to contraception fall under. It's, it's knocking on a door. Some of the best things that we can do right now are make sure that you're registered to vote come November 8th. I, this is a very privileged thing to say so don't just make sure that you're registered to vote but also make sure that you are assisting and advocating and doing whatever it need whatever you need to do to partake in any kind of organization protest or advocacy that is helping to essentially destroy voter suppression because there are a lot of states Georgia being one of them, the amazing Stacey Abrams, who has spearheaded so much of trying to dismantle this oppression that is voter suppression. We we need to be making sure that for our votes to count and for us all to vote so that it's not such a privileged thing to say, just like, oh, we'll just go vote. Like Also, make sure that you are lending your voice, your time, your money, whatever you have to groups that are working on dismantling the absolute systemic and not even just systemic absolute racism that goes along with voter suppression the supreme court's decision is that it will be states up to the states to decide what happens and not just with abortion but also with issues like same-sex marriage same-sex relationships and The ability to have access to contraception. So it's so very important that we not just vote for the big election, which is president, right? That's not that that's not vastly important. It is. But it is also vastly important that we vote in our local elections because the people who are going to be running our states are going to be the people who, in the short term, are deciding what can happen to our bodies, our relationships. And our ability to control anything about conceiving or procreating. So I'm going to leave us, I'm going to go into the cards, but I want to say one more thing. And this is a very gentle and friendly reminder, but I've seen a lot today and a lot when the opinion piece first came out on the overturning of Roe v. Wade, um, talking about like how this is an awful loss of women's rights and women's autonomy and all of that's true. But I want to remind you that women are not the only people who can get pregnant, and that when we minimize this decision, this tragic decision by the Supreme Court to simply, it's a women's loss, we are completely neglecting all of the other people in this world who can get pregnant who are not women. And not only are we neglecting them, but we are not upholding them and supporting them We are not seeing them and seeing their plight and seeing how scary this is for them. We're not even acknowledging them when we turn this into simply a women's rights issue because it's not. This is anybody who can conceive a human, anybody in a same-sex marriage, anybody who has IUDs or needs to have IVF to conceive. This is going to affect every single one of us in that category, not just women. So as we are grieving, posting to social media, as we are advocating, make sure that you're using inclusive terminology because we want people to speak up, all people. And when you make this simply a woman's issue, you are essentially erasing the voices of any other person who can get pregnant that is not a woman. And we are essentially silencing them. And that's not fair. And that's not right. And that's not helping the cause either. So please, a friendly reminder to use inclusive terminology when you're posting to social media. You don't have to make a huge deal about it. You don't have to say, I'm using inclusive terminology. Just do it. The more you do it, the more natural it will be and the more other people in your life will follow suit. So moving on, we're going to start with the eight of cups. Okay, so eights are, and then we'll move on to the nine of cups because we love ourselves some synchronicity here on this podcast. The Eight of Cups, I'm going to start off with saying that eights, again, are a transformative, you're in a transformed state. We're no longer, you know, sevens are about awareness, self-awareness and self-control and realization. But the eight is all about this kind of like infinite transformation. It's almost like a temperance moment of you are not who you were in the previous cards. You are a new person in the eight who is going to go into the nine in a you know in a completely different honorary state, moving into the ten, which is completion, and the eight though of cups. When you look at this card, let me describe it to you. It doesn't look like a and again like I'm using the Smith Rider Weight deck. Um, that's what I use. That's my teaching deck. And at first glance, it does not look like a very cheery card. So a lot of people can get triggered by this card. Um, what it is is there's eight cups and they're all stacked in the front of the card and they are um they appear to be empty there is a person dressed in red and they are walking, um, kind of like on the other side of this Creek, like they've crossed the Creek and there's like, kind of like waterfalls and they've got their walking stick. They're heading towards this mountainous area. They're leaving these cups behind and above them in the sky. And the sky is kind of blue, but not like bright blue, like you're going to see in like the sun or the world. It's like almost like a like a grayish blue, like a storm is slowly rolling in, but you don't see any of the clouds yet. So like this person is almost getting out of the rain before it comes. And I think that that's an important distinction. Um, And then in the sky, you've got the sun and then um, around the sun, almost holding the sun is a crescent moon. So these things some symbolically symbolically some um pictorially <laughs> y'all let me have a podcast and I don't know why um that or this is the audacity of a cis white woman <laughs> it's probably that <laughs> to just fucking make up words whatever so You've got this person and they're leaving behind these cups. And the reason why I want to start off with the importance behind the looking like it's going to rain, but it's not raining yet. And this person is leaving behind these cups. It's because at the time in this card, the person leaving these cups, they don't care if if these cups get filled or not. They're not being filled with the water they want. They're not being filled the way that they want. They are specifically leaving these cups behind. It's kind of like when you're in like maybe a bad relationship and the person keeps promising, promising, promising to change. But now you're just kind of like done. So you you like literally like you stop waiting for the cups to be filled only so they can get spilled again or filled with the kind of water you don't want. And you decide you decide that you are going to walk away so that you can find new cups. And new water to fill it with Um, the sun and the moon kind of hugging each other up in the top left corner of this card is very interesting because these are two celestial beings. They're right next to each other in the tarot deck as well. This, it, You know, it goes the moon and then the sun and the moon come, the little crescent moon is hugging the left side of the sun. And the little, the little like acknowledgement here is that you can have, you can feel sad about walking away from something, or you can feel happy about walking away from something. There is no... You don't have to feel a certain way about walking away. The eight of cups is not always, you're not going to pull it and always be like, well, dang, sometimes it's a really, really good thing. Sometimes it's like, okay, you have fully moved on. You have done everything you can with these cups and now you get to move on. It can be talking about a promotion for a job or leaving a company and moving to a whole new job or leaving that relationship so that you can open yourself up to find a whole new a whole new person or a whole new partner who is going to love you for you or whatever else. Um, I can talk about moving to a whole new place, getting a whole new house. It doesn't have to be a sad thing. It just means that the cups that are here in front of you or that were in front of you are no longer meant for you, and you're moving away from them. You are beyond them now. It can also be a nostalgic and kind of like melancholy thing of wow, I wished that these, I wished that these cups had been for me. I wish that these cups could have been for me, but they're not. And so you're making this transformed decision to move forward. And the sun and the moon are here as that encouragement of like, you can feel you can feel gloomy, but you have the sun to light the way. Or the moon is there to say, hey, I'm pulling you towards this new thing. And the sun is going to illuminate your way. So both the sun and the moon here are helping you move forward. And that the moon is bringing up all of these feelings for you of like these little intrinsic droplings of, it's time for you. You can move forward. This is important. And then you've got the sun, which is like, and let me light your path. Let me lead you forward in the comfort of, comfort and warmth of the truth. Um, so you can be um, and put yourself in a different and better place. The suit of cups is all about kind of those emotions, that unconscious need, that subconscious. And so in the eight of cups, it is truly us being emotionally and internally ready to move beyond something and it's actually a really good if you allow the eight of cups to kind of like comfort you and be a comforting card it will give you so much peace I every time I pull this card I feel more peace than I do sadness because it's not supposed to be just this little sad card of, well, it didn't work out. Chuck, golly gee, you're out of luck. Like it's supposed to be an empowering card. This person isn't wearing a gray cloak or a blue cloak. They're wearing a red cloak. This person is filled with fire and passion and purpose. And they're walking away in their red little boots that match their cloak to be like, all right, I'm off. I'm going to follow this drive. I'm going to follow this yearning. I'm going to do it. I'm going to let all of these things, the sun and the moon and the celestial beings that are there for me, I'm going to let them move me forward. These are not my cups anymore. So the eight of cups is really kind of like this wonderful nod of, okay, like you are finally ready to walk away from all of the things that no longer serve you. Avasti. Avasti. So that is the eight of cups. And now I want to move on to the nine of cups. And I kind I like, Y'all, I honest to God didn't plan this. I just pulled the cards and it came out this way. And I'm a very, very happy, happy tarot reader, podcaster. Because when we leave, when we move from the eight of cups and we move on to things that are meant for us, what happens is that we find ourselves sitting under this almost rainbow of new opportunity of dreams. When you are sometimes when you are stuck in a place and you're working with the same cups you've always worked with. You kind of get to this point of like you're bored or everything is routine and you know how it's all going to go and you're just kind of like this stuck feeling. And then when you get into the eight of cups and you're in that point where you're moving away, then when you get to the nine of cups, you have all of these dreams. You have all of this purpose. You are honoring your past because nines are about honoring your past, but you also are sitting under all this purpose. So let me describe how this card looks to you. Okay. Okay. The, there is a person and their arms are crossed and they're sitting in kind of like this chairish throne thing. And they have a red hat on, which is a nod to the Eight of Cups to the person in the red suit. So they have this kind of like white cloak on and behind them is this big blue like sheet or like veil thing. And um, holding the veil up is like, you know, like when you're a kid and so you build forts and so you put this blanket over a fort and then you find like all of these heavy things to put on the blanket so it can hold it up. That's what you've got going here. The nine cups kind of in this like arch above this person with their arms crossed with this happy smile on their face. These cups are holding up this blanket for them. And this blanket is a blue um, that is not like the melancholy blue of the eight of cups, but it's not like a whole, it's not like, um, it's not vastly different. But it is still like, um, it's still blue. I would say it looks more like the two of cups blue when you're looking at it. So it's supposed to be more of like this calm, peaceful blue rather than a storms are coming blue, which is what the kind of vibe given to us in the eight of cups. Nines in the tarot, like I said, are all about honoring your journey and honoring what was, but it's also about honoring what will be. In the nine, you're having this reflection of you loved yourself and your life and had so much respect for your needs and your dreams that you did something maybe uncomfortable to get yourself to a place now where like all of these dreams are literally holding up this thing behind you, your dreams, your purpose, the things that you want, all of these things that you are so happy and dreamy and gushing about all of those things they are holding up this this sheet behind you this whole new way of being they're holding it up for you because it's very difficult i think specifically in the suit of cups covers this it is very difficult to live your life without any kind of hope if you don't have hope if you don't have that um almost like how do i phrase this if you don't have hope and you don't have something something exciting or something to look toward it can feel very isolating but here it's not it's not about being isolating. You have all of these things to hope for. The whole world is opened to you. You have all of these new cups and all of this this white this white cloak that you're wearing now. It's not this red, it's not this red. I'm gonna go do this. I need to go do this and full of purpose thing. It's literally like I am a whole new person in a whole new life. And look at all of these new dreams that I have. It's kind of like a person who after um high school moves them like moves out of their small town moves into this bigger town and they get educated and they see that the world is so much bigger than just what they grew up in and then they go back to visit their hometown and everyone's like yo what happened to you and you're like i'm different now because i have so much more understanding of about how diverse and wonderful the world as world is and i'm not so you know um one-sided or ignorant or um, blinded to the realities of the world. i'm this I'm this new person with this new attitude and this new drive towards life that's not just working for not just working in my small town doing the same thing everybody else always ever the same thing that everybody else is always doing. Not to say that there's literally anything wrong with that. I think um that there are people who live in a small town and then stay in a small town <clears throat> that small town that they grew up in. And it is beautiful and amazing for them and everything that they've wanted. I, I think I used this analogy just, just so that I don't offend people who love their hometowns. Um, I use this analogy because that's what's happened. That what is what my experience was like as well as my husband. So I'm drawing from that as an example. But this could also be you going off to college and doing all the stuff and then you deciding that what you really love and where you find purpose is coming home to that small town and helping educate and serve and work there. There is as much beauty in in staying somewhere as there is with leaving so the whole idea and the purpose of the nine of cups is that you have found new cups and you have found new purpose and you were honoring all that you left behind to get what you have now and being excited for what the future holds because this cup these cups are above this person they are literally like hell yeah I did my work and now I'm still doing the work, but I know that there are things waiting for me and they're holding me up and I'm excited about them. Um, the Nine of Cups is really beautiful. And then, of course, you go into the 10 from there, which is all this completion. And the, it's like they um, pull down, like pull down the uh, the sheet there. And then what you see behind this blue sheet in the nine is what's happening in the 10, which is this rainbow and this dancing This dancing family and this really beautiful, like, all of those things you were dreaming. Kachah! Look, here they are. Um, The kachah was me pulling down the curtain. Aren't you guys glad that I'm doing such a, like, I'm doing a double episode today so you get double the buffoonery? You're welcome. Tarot is a, uh, tarot and synchronicity is super fun. And, um, I loved being able to do a double episode or a double card this week, um, due to the fact that I missed last week, but it was also super great that it allowed me to tell a little bit of the story of the suit of cups. But that brings us to the now the part of the podcast where I have Gabe turn all of the coughs that I did that he took out of this podcast, and I have him turn it, like, turn it into a really awesome dubstep beat. Gabe, you don't have to do that. It's fine. It's the collective reading. This week for the collective reading we are holding on to the energy of the Queen of Swords. The Queen of Swords holds a sword in their hand and has butterflies on their head while the wind blows wildly around them. The Queen of Swords is, of course, as we all know, an invitation to boundary setting. But the Queen of Swords is also a person who has all these butterflies in their head. Butterflies are our one of our best strongest examples and metaphors for transformation and change and difference and becoming more and becoming more than yourself and trusting the universe and so I think here um and then of course you've got swords which is balance and fighting and sturdiness the queen of swords is as dreamy as they are firm and they are dreamy because they know that they deserve it So I think that when we are talking about the Queen of Swords in regards to advocacy in general, it is very important that while we are angry and we are scared and we are grieving, that we also remember that it is possible for us to have a better world, to leave a better world to our children and to the next generations than it is now. What drives change is hope. And we need to hope and dream about a better future and we have to do that and again like kindness does not always mean being sweet. Sometimes kindness means doing the Jesus thing and flipping some tables on the Pharisees in the temple. I mean, sometimes it means getting angry. So be firm with your boundaries, be firm with your advocacy, be firm in the things that you say and your beliefs, but allow hope for a better future. Let let that drive you. Let let it help pr- like refine and repurpose your anger into something that moves you forward rather than weighs you down be radicalized by this not distraught i think that is the, the the lesson of the queen of swords here we are being encouraged to radicalize be dreamers do not let this take us to a place where we we literally are not functional because we are so just Overwhelmed. There are small steps through. One really big step is registering to vote. I will put the link in the show notes again. Um, but it is also calling your representatives. It is also protesting if you feel safe to do so. If you do not feel safe to do so, I completely understand. I think for me with COVID, it's going to be and going to be hard for me um, as a person to do that with my health. But I am going to call my representatives. And I am going to educate myself on what is being organized so I can lend my money there or so I can talk about it. Um, I'm also going to make sure that I am registered to vote by November for the primaries for my local election so that I can be help vote people into office who are going to change the state laws here in Tennessee, or at least so I've done something. Um, you know, those are all tangible things that we can do. Um And that's the Queen of Swords. That's this week. And it's not just about, you know, I mean, like, of course, like, Roe v. Wade is huge and topical, but it's also in your personal life. Like, you are not going to see any change in your personal life or your personal decisions either if you don't have hope. Like, if you are so weighed down by everything that you are distraught and just on the floor and believe me, I'm there and I have been there. But if you don't find that fire, that purpose, that dreaminess it's going to be really really hard to advocate for yourself or to move forward and set good boundaries because things can be different and things can be beautiful and things can reflect the thing, you know, the things that you dream in your mind just sometimes it takes a little bit of steel and a little bit of grit and a lot of advocacy for yourself and for others if it's necessary as well. Okay. Well, Once again, I apologize for there not being an episode this week. Please don't be mad at me. I love you all very much, and I would have loved to record and not been sick. Um, But I hope you enjoyed this double episode. I really love the fact that it was both the eight and nine of cups. And um, as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please rate, subscribe, or review. I would like to remind you that once we reach 100 views, my husband will pie me in the face with a pie, probably a pie of my choosing, which means I will most likely ask for French silk because I love French silk. But if we hit 100 reviews between Apple Podcasts and Spotify, um, I will have pie in my face. Please let me eat pie. I want you all to know that I've been checking the charts for this podcast daily because I'm not like a shitty podcaster anymore. And we have been in the top 50 several times, most of this week and last week, top 50 for US and Canada in um, spirituality and religion and spirituality podcasts, which I th- I think is funny that I I made anything in the in the religious category. Wild, But in regards to spirituality, we have been in the top 50 and also like in the top 30. That's kind of a big deal. And that's all you. That's all the writing and subscribing and listening and sharing of this podcast. And it is so appreciated. Also, just a reminder, um, I'm going to post about it on Instagram and I'm going to post about it on the thing, too. But if you are in the Patreon and you are in the Hierophant or Lover's Tears We will be having our AMA, our monthly get-together and hangout this Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time. I have already sent you out the Zoom link, but I'm reminding you here. So if you listen to this, you know that it is happening. Um, I'm very excited to talk to you all. And if you want to get involved with Patreon, of course, there's a link in the show notes. And there's a lot of material and extra content on there as well um, to check out. Okay. I have rambled on now for far too long. My husband will kill me. Bye.